This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are at the height of fantasy draft season. Tim Benz with you, Fans First Network. It is our fantasy sports podcast with Jeff Erickson of Rotowire. Make sure you check out Jeff at Rotowire. Get all the advice you can there as you get set to draft your team. I just went through one draft, and now I'm getting ready for another draft on Saturday. I hope that one goes better than the one that I just went through on Tuesday. So, Jeff, I was playing a championship softball game, so I was kind of relying either on auto-draft or some of my uh, friendly competitors to draft on my behalf, and I believe that the softball game, thank goodness we won that because it's the only championship I'm going to win this year. (laughs) Humble brag that you're in a championship softball game, first of all, but uh, well done there. Um, Yeah, and, you know, your competitors are never going to help you out. That's the problem, but uh, you (laughs) you know – Always stack your queue if you can. If you know you're going to be running late for something or any online draft, always stack your queue. That in case you have a power outage, you know your internet fails. At least you know you've got like players in the queue for the first or the important early picks. So let's do this then. Maybe what I'll do just for fun here is I'll run through my team and uh, okay. I'll give you some guys, and you tell me whether you're high on some of these players or whether you think they stink. My starting quarterback is going to be Rodgers. Fantasy-wise, how is he going to... And remember, this is my very touchdown-oriented league. So, Aaron Rodgers, how is he going to be from a fantasy perspective? Uh, I mean, who's his number two receiver? Lazard? Cobb? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's... Uh, it's weird that, you know, I think, you know, Garrett, I'm Garrett Wilson to the moon. I'm, I love Garrett Wilson. Uh, but, I mean, they've got a lot of question marks. They're going to throw to the backs a decent amount. 
Uh, the tight ends have never played a big role in this Jets offense. We'll see under Rodgers. I think, I mean, in a touchdown heavy league, he might do okay, but just there's no running floor. There's no running touchdowns coming, right? You might get two or three on a bootleg, uh, but you're losing ground to the, all the, the running quarterbacks, and I just don't see them being like a prolific, like, you know, forty, you know, thirty touchdown season, thirty-five touchdown season. Like, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins than Aaron Rodgers. Let's put it that way. Now, part of the problem with this league is it's very um, dynasty oriented. It's very free agent oriented. A lot uh-huh. of free agent money. And I made a late push last year to try to qualify for the playoffs. I got Kelsey, and I couldn't swing the money to keep Kelsey. So that is where kind of I kind of got screwed up when it came to the off season. So I, I essentially lost out what amounts to be the first round because I gave it a go on Kelsey in the offseason. So that's what really uh, pinched me. But uh, my wide receivers mm-hmm. are T. Higgins, D.J. Moore, and Terry McLaurin. Okay, that's good. That's pretty good. for You start three, I take it? Yes. Yeah, um, you know, in a, a straight-up snake draft, we're talking Higgins ended the second, beginning of the third. Moore's probably fourth round. McLaurin's fourth or fifth round. So, yeah, that – I could see a snake draft where you're you come out of there with those. Those are your top three. I can see that happening. Running backs, not so good. Well, you tell me what you think about Pacheco. How's Pacheco going to do this year in fantasy in a touchdown heavy league? I mean, he's better in your format than most formats because okay. it's not PPR. Um, there will be some sort of timeshare, but if of the of the backs for the Chiefs, you would think Pacheco will be more of your goal line back. The only problem is, I mean, the Chiefs they don't run the ball as much in in the red zone as other teams. But nonetheless, he is the red zone back. Aaron Jones is probably going to be my other starting running back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 perfect. He's fine. Oh, yeah, you think so? All right, you're actually, you're actually making me feel a little bit better about some positions here. So-so on Rodgers. I was way down on my running backs. You're actually making me feel better about that. And I thought my receivers were okay. I do like – I have some depth at tight end. I feel like I might be able to swing a trade here at tight end. I've got Kittle, Dawson Knox, and Noah Fant. Mm, are you starting two or only just starting one? one? Just one. No one's going to trade for Knox or Fant. No, uh, all right. Unless there's an injury. Um, but I would have instead tried to get, uh, and that's the problem with autograph there. Yeah, so you didn't get another running back lottery ticket. Your problem is you don't have a first round player. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't. you're not. It, it's you don't. You have your best player is either Higgins or Jones. It's it's Higgins. Uh, but he's ended the second beginning of the third round. So you're kind of like taking the top 25 players off the top of the board and saying, okay, now go build a team. Um, and, you know, I think you did well with that in mind, but it's just, yeah, I, I just, I think it's a, it's a top heavy game. Like you said, you went for it last year. You're paying the price this year. See, I kept grounding out in my softball game. I was half paying attention to the fantasy draft and half paying attention to the softball game, and I didn't do well at either. So, team oh, one, no. big team victory. But, you know, for myself, I could only contribute in the field. Uh, that, that's my first draft. Uh, I did take a flyer on a couple. Here, my, here's my favorite flyer, okay? My favorite flyer, just because I went to Syracuse, I got him in the last round. Sean Tucker from Tampa Bay. Heard a lot of positive buzz for me. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of his so one of the things about the knock against Rashad White is he doesn't do a good job of breaking tackles, um, and that Tucker, on the other hand, does. Um, and so that that's one thing that might work in your favor. The thing that works against you and it works against White especially, but it works against Tucker too. Is the the Bucks' offensive line is pretty bad. 
Uh, and Ryan Jensen just got hurt again. So that's something to watch out for a little bit there. I, I, I'd be, I'm a little concerned with that, uh, that they're just not going to run the ball very well. They gave up running the ball last year. In fact, Ryan Jensen, he's probably done for his career. He tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL last year. Um, he, he's got the knee injury again this year, the, fra- the bone chip and fracture in his knee. Um, yeah, it, that, that losing a top center like that's really bad. Uh, and their other center, Robert Hainsey, is also dealing with injury. So right off the top, you're dealing with uh, a big problem on that offensive line. I had to make a decision between protecting Pacheco and protecting Jamal Williams, formerly of the Lions, who was my star player last year with all those touchdowns and now with the sure. Saints. I went with Pacheco. Was that the right move or the wrong move? I think it's the right move. Uh uh, you got to take the long view. I mean, I think Williams is better the first three weeks of the season when Tamara suspended. I think you can, I think Williams is a very good start. In fact, those first three weeks. Uh, but then after that, you got to figure out the timeshare. The one thing is Williams is an effective goal line back. We know this. He'll probably continue to have a, a semblance of that role after Kamara comes back from the suspension, but uh, you just worry about the volume. Um, so I, and Pacheco is obviously younger uh, he's going to be on a rocket ship of a team. So I, I, I see Pacheco goes before Williams in almost every draft, and I see why. All right, Jeff, uh, some other kind of broader-based fantasy questions here after team cuts yesterday. Uh, certainly nothing of import from an offensive side for the Steelers, nothing that really popped out at anybody aside from uh, Zach Gentry. Boy, I don't think anybody got down to him at tight end. Uh, what moved the needle for you in terms of uh, roster movement yesterday from a fantasy perspective? I mean, most of these guys, we make a big deal of it, and it's usually me- it mean means very little. I mean, every once in a while, you get like Carlos Hyde gets dealt in signs of the team that be, or become, becomes a guy part that takes away from the carries. Uh, I think I remember that happening like two or three years ago. But for the most part, I, it's it's for the it's for the diehards only that really get excited about this stuff. I thought it was interesting. The Saints parted ways with Will Lutz, their kicker, uh, went with the kid instead. They traded Lutz to the Broncos. Uh, the big overarching story right now has to be the lack of Jonathan Taylor trade, the, the and the fact that he's staying on the pup list for at least the four games of uh, the season. What are you That's advising? What are you too. advising people to do there? I'm I'm putting him down around seventy five to eighty, and even then, like I I did a draft last night and I couldn't click on him. I, I just couldn't do it. So I might have to put him even farther down. Uh, I, I understand you might get him for the fantasy playoffs, but he's missing a minimum of four games, not not only four games. It's not like this is a defined, okay, it's a suspension, he'll be back after four games. He could, you know, he may take two or three weeks after coming off the pup list to ramp back up. He has done no football activities, Tim, since he got hurt against the Vikings in December. Not one practice, not one minicamp, not one OTA. Uh, he, he's working out on the side. But he, he's not done anything with the team. He doesn't want to be there. Uh, they, they still could trade him, but they just shot themselves in the foot in terms of their trade value because any team that trades for him is going to discount because you're missing four games now. Um, so I, I'm staying pretty far away. Um, I, I had one league where I drafted him in, in July in Vegas, their annual company conference. Since then, I haven't touched him, and I, I keep pushing him lower and lower now. Jeff Erickson with us from Rotowire. Make sure you check him out at Rotowire as you get ready for your fantasy league draft. Um, what about Dalvin Cook? Is he sort of in that Pacheco kind of range, a little higher, a little lower? Where do you have him? Um, he's a tough guy to pin down because he just started practicing this week. 
I think people don't realize how long, you know, he is still dealing with the, the shoulder was an issue. Uh, he's a full participant yet in practice yesterday. Can he declared himself healthy? Now that's great. But is he in football shape? Is he fully conversant with the jets offense, you know, working you know, and running back can adapt usually quicker than other teams, but there's still calls. There's still audibles. There's things that, that, that they may have to keep it basic with cook for a while. So, I originally, when he signed with the Jets, I put him around like 55 to 60, but since then I've been dropping a little bit. Now he's around, down, I think, around 75 for me. In a league like mine that I just outlined, particularly one that might be more touchdown heavy, um, a guy, you know, like I just said, I, I went to Sean Tucker for crying out loud. If you're in a league that big, do you take a flyer on Melvin Gordon and assume he's going to sign somewhere eventually? Eh, I, I'd rather take a flyer on Sean Tucker. Yeah, okay, all right. It's a young man's position, right? Yeah. Um, you know, he, Gordon couldn't win a backup job on the Ravens, couldn't beat out Gus Edwards, uh, couldn't, you know, I, I just, I don't see a whole lot of upside for, with that. I mean, you're talking about a 30-year-old running back. Um, it's just, we know, we're familiar with his name, but he couldn't beat out Justice Hill. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to sign in a better scenario there. Uh, last year, he averaged three and a half yards per carry, too. So I, I just don't think there's a whole lot there. Pick it, picking up any momentum or no? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he, he had the best preseason, right? Uh, the whole Steelers offense was phenomenal in the preseason. Now, granted, they're playing against Atlanta's JV squad in you know the last preseason game, and that's that's the thing this this year, Tim. And I think it's not just this year; last couple of years is the preseason is becoming less and less valuable to us. Uh, so many teams don't use their starters at all. Uh, in the preseason, they they've taken the Rams approach. It, it was novel at one point in time. Now, like a quarter of the league doesn't let their their quarterback even step on the field at all in the preseason. There's only three preseason games anyhow. Um, so, but yeah, you like that there's progress. You like that the good results. The absence of bad is the, is is nice here. I I think year two. I think you'd expect some improvement anyhow. I think he is gaining some steam. Still not a fancy starter. Uh, but you're in a super flex league. Yeah, he's a starter then probably. I think if you're looking for like a fourth receiver in a three-receiver league, um, Allen Robinson might not be a late draft choice. Might not be a bad late draft choice for you. Yeah, probably, probably like your fifth or sixth receiver is my guess because he, I mean he's the Steelers' third. Uh, it's just volume is the concern. Yeah, right? I, again, I mean, it's, a, it's a touchdown, and I'm saying in a touchdown league because I think he'll be a decent red zone threat. He could be. He could be one of those guys they throw a lot of high point balls to. You know. Uh, a lot, a lot of fade routes uh, to the corner. Um, I, I think that might be where you see a lot of a lot of where Robinson gets used. But again, like he might get seven touchdowns and he might have twenty five catches. You know, and that that's the that's the issue is like when can you start him? Uh, when when do you feel confident knowing that he's going to try to do something? Your league is a little bit unique in that. More often than not, you need some volume, and I, I see him being like the fifth most targeted stealer probably behind Deontay, behind Pickens, behind Fryermuth, and probably behind Najee as well. Bigger leagues, anybody bothering to draft Darnell Washington yet, especially after they cut the other tight end gentry for him, essentially? Dynasty leagues, yeah, there are people, but you know the Steelers have said all along they're going to take it slow with him. So this is actually faster than I anticipated, to be honest. So maybe, but I would probably also, I, I think I, if you're in a deep league where you can stash him for a year, um, then sure, because I don't really think you're going to be able to use them at all this year. 
Finally, Jeff, baseball-wise, are we still in Shohei Otani fallout mode uh, after we spoke last week? Or since then, what's been uh, the biggest talking point that you've come across? I know uh, from our perspective here in Pittsburgh, it's just nice to see the Royals for crying out loud. Yeah, absolutely. Um, coming, you know, the, Reagan's was tough yesterday, but then you came back against the bullpen. Uh, and answer uh, the Angels, though, they are moving the needle. I mean, they're in they're in Shohei fallout mode. Yesterday, they Jeff Passan's report that they're p- passing six veterans through waivers, and it's not like the past where you did these post trade deadline waiver trades. There's no trades. It's just please take our player, take the contract off our hands. So if someone puts a claim in for Giolito or for Renfro or or Randall Gritchick, they just get the player. The Angels get nothing back but the right not to pay the last couple months of their contract or last month of their contract, as the case may be. Um, so, it, you know, it does provide this unique opportunity for teams that are fighting for the wild card to get a free upgrade without giving up a player. I mean, I'm going to be mad if the Reds don't put a claim in on Giolito, if they don't put a claim in on Matt Moore or some of, or, or Mike Clevenger or some of the other players that are allegedly out there or or Harrison Bader, for that matter. Um, you know, these are all players that could help a team. It's just a question of, are, are, are these miserly owners going to be willing to spend the money? Jeff, thanks, as always. Big weekend for drafting. A lot of people love to do it. Watch some TV in the background. Have college football on on Labor Day weekend. Uh, where can people access your information to get their drafts right uh, coming up this weekend? So I'll come out with a new top 150 later this afternoon. Uh, that's 150 uh, top 150 players, skill position players. I don't do kickers and defenses on this ranking. We do do that at Rotowire. We can check that out. Rotowire.com slash free. Get you a free peek behind the paywall. You get all of our content. Obviously, huge draft weekend. Like you said, we've got you covered. Constant uh, changes on the depth chart, changes on the projections. And before you know, it, we'll be ranking players for the given week next week. We'll be talking about week one next week. So uh, it's coming up quick on us. Awesome, Jeff. Thanks. We'll, we will talk next week. Have a good weekend. All right. Thanks, Tim. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire.